Amen. It's not going to be too much longer. Amen. The trumpet is going to sound. Amen. That sky is going to split wide open. Amen. Jesus Christ is going to return. And those who are alive and remain, we're going to be caught up with Him. Amen. And those that are in the ground, they're coming up out of the ground. Amen. We're not going to stay here. Amen. Everything on this earth is going to pass away. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look at a couple scriptures today. And uh, I'm just kind of trying to follow what God wants for us. And uh, we changed it up a little bit earlier. I'm going to change it up again now. If you have your Bibles, if you would just flip over. I just want you to turn to a couple of Scriptures, but I won't keep you standing for all of it. But just look at Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to start at verse 25. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, with that in mind, let's, let's read... Out of Numbers chapter fourteen, I'm sorry, verse chapter thirteen and verse twenty-five says, and they returned from searching the land after forty days. This is when Moses sent twelve spies to spy out the land. They returned after searching the land forty days, and they went and they came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of. Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They had proof with them. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb, somebody say Caleb. Caleb. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And if you keep reading, you'll find out that the negative voices win. Chapter 14, they decide not to go up and God deals with them because of their lack of faith. So I want to talk to you and I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully in the next few minutes, I just have a really simple thought 
And uh, it's something that God's dealing with me about for me, maybe for you, but it's for somebody. And uh, it's just this real simple thought, the power of positivity. The power of positivity. Let's pray. Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You, God, for what You're doing in our hearts and lives. I pray, God, that You would speak into our life today. And God, that we would uh, turn our thoughts and affections to You to allow You, God, to give us the positive uh, that You want us to speak. And Lord, that we would be sensitive to You and we would follow after Your leading today. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We find this story, and I'm sure that this is not probably by far, this is probably not the first time that you have heard the story. I know that uh, maybe you have heard it, or maybe like me, you have read it. How many of you feel like you've read it at least three times before? You know, and something that stood out to me this last time that I was studying it more probably than ever in, in the history of me hearing or studying the story is we know there were 12 spies, correct? We know that the two that were standing and saying, hold on, wait a second, we can do this, we are well able, we know those two to be Joshua and Caleb, correct? You're just like me. I always say Joshua first. I don't know why it is. And then we have the other 10 spies. And what were their names? Who knows? They weren't significant enough to even be named. You say, well, that's that's kind of rude. Well, you know, maybe if they had a positive report, we'd still know their name. And I'm starting a little slow here, but just give me a minute. Then you read through this story again, and I read it, and I read it, and I, I have come to the conclusion that I am sliding Caleb. I'm really sliding Caleb because I don't read where Joshua said anything. Do you? Read the story again. Joshua doesn't say anything. Caleb's the one, after they get the the report, we we can't do this, we can't do it. Caleb steals the people. Hey, hush, 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 hush. We are well able to do this. Yeah, yeah, there are going to be challenges, but we can do this, guys. Right. Joshua? Nope. Nope. I don't even read Joshua in there. Hmm. Joshua's the silent partner in all of this. And so I, I kind of, you know, we know the story. We know how it goes. We understand the, the whole premise of this. We've got 12 guys and two of them are positive. They can do it and the other 10 are negative. And um, for some reason, we've given Joshua a lot of the credit here, And even though Joshua doesn't say anything. I got to thinking about Caleb and I thought about how positive Caleb had to be to be able to say what he said in front of everybody else. Right. This is what I'm starting to understand. Uh, if you are looking for friends and people to have in your life, because if you're like me, uh, it's hard to stay positive 100% of the time. Anybody have that trouble? My wife, every once in a while, she'll remind me, let's be, honey, just be positive about it. And every once in a while, I snap at her and I'm like, I'm positive, this is negative. You know, I'm positive, this is a bad situation, you know, and that's about as positive I can be at that. But you need somebody in your life, like a Caleb, that will say, okay, everybody, just. 
Just quiet down. We can do this. Amen? Uh, I need somebody in my life that will say, hey, God's still on the throne. Amen? God's still able to take care of it. I don't care what we face. God is well able to deliver us. Amen? And so... Uh, I noticed that, um, you know, Caleb has one positive friend and he has ten negative friends. That's kind of the ratio. You got ten negative people for every one positive person in your life. That's, come on now, let's just be honest. It's hard to find positive people. So when you find positive people and you have people in your life that are cheering you on and saying, come on, you got this. You and God, you guys can handle this. We, we, I'm, I'm standing with you. We know that God is able. So we're just, and you find somebody like that, you better stay around them. Amen. You better hang out with them. You, you better make sure that they're part of your life. Why? Because every one of us have the tendency to get negative. And you need somebody that's going to challenge you to be positive because there's power in our positivity. Amen. Amen. I, I always look at it and say, you know, they brought a an evil report. That's what the Scripture says. They brought an evil report. Now, we say they were just being negative. Can, can you imagine how close negativity and evil are? They're almost synonymous in Scripture. Two say that they can and they're positive about it. And the ten say we can't. And they're being negative and the Scripture says they're bringing an evil report. You have to be very careful when you start getting negative that you don't get into evil. Amen. you got to make sure that whenever you're complaining about how bad everything is and how you wish everything was better, that you don't lapse over into that, well, you know, if it was this and that, and God, you know, I just wish He could do something. No, God is able. Amen. God is able. you got to be positive. Amen. You got to know that God is able and you got to speak those things. And I told you I was uh, just just a real simple thought. So let's move over to Joshua now, chapter 14. And I want you to see, you know, again, I know there's a lot of good stuff about Joshua. And Joshua is like the hero, right? Like he's Moses, you know, uh, predecessor. Successor. He he's the one who follows up. He's the one who gives you know all these wonderful commands, and he sends out two spies because he learned not to send out twelve. I mean, he learned, and he learned from that mistake. So now he sends out two, and he's like, "If you two come back with a bad report, I'm gonna knock your heads in." You know, he 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 knew uh, how to handle things, and so Joshua, you know, the Bible says. He had an excellent spirit in him and, and he did a lot of things right. But what about Caleb? I mean, everybody else had to die in the wilderness. Look, look this is really not a really exciting, you know, happy, feel good kind of. Everybody died above the age of 20. Because they said, no, I think these 10 are right. I don't think we can do it. And God said, you're going to walk around till you die. And they said, hold on, hold on. Can we get a second chance? He said, nope. Mm-mm. That's it. 
You had you had the chance. You had people telling you it was possible. They brought back the evidence, the fruit of how great this is going to be, and you still didn't want to trust me. I just delivered you. You just came out of the Red Sea, and you came out of Egypt and Pharaoh's grasp, and and I I gave you a chance, and you said no. We can't do it. How many times do we? Get negative right after God has done positive things in our life. Right after God has delivered us and given us all kinds. We, we just, you know, it's crazy how much like the children of Israel we can be when things can be so good and we can celebrate God and say how awesome He is, but then we're still, tend to, we have a tendency to still lean into that negativity. We've got to be positive. Amen. And so I'm reading through Joshua, and this this is the one that got me going. This is what stuck out to me, stuck out to me. And I really, I look back. I had to read it again to make sure Joshua wasn't mentioned. Joshua didn't say anything. Caleb said it all. And so this is what stuck out to me, stuck out to me. Man, why can't I keep saying stuck? So I'm reading through Joshua 14 the other day, and. I get down to how they're, you know, doing things and they're distributing the land. And this is what I see. As the Lord commanded, verse 5, the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Alright, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came, and, and Joshua, uh, and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, uh, the Ke- uh, Kenizzite. And he said unto him, now this is where it, like, it popped right out to me. He said... You know the word which the Lord, that the, the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. And so there was a word. God had given him a word. He said, Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. Now that means spy. Uh, and then I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. I want you to notice that he says, I brought him the word that was in my heart. He had a positive we can do this attitude. He had a positive God is able. Look what God has already done. There is no way that God cannot do what we are facing right now. There's no way that God can't handle the situation we have found ourselves in right now. In verse 8 it says, Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. He said, I knew the whole time. And while everybody else that was my age was dropping, I was still there. (laughs) And Moses swore on that day, uh, saying, Surely the land whereupon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath, hath kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years. He's now 85 years old, right? He was 40 when this happened. Now he's, he's uh, 85. And ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day forty fourscore and 5 years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now I want you to notice something. Most 
85-year-old men are not as strong as 40-year-old men. I'm, I'm just over 40, and I'm thinking by the time I get to 85, you know, I, I don't know. It's going to be bad because, like, it's, it's already like 20 was cool and 30 was awesome and 40's like, wow, okay. You know, and 50's like, aye, 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 and 60, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. But, you know, the older you get, the less filter you have to have, and people understand it when you moan and complain and, you know, groan. So I guess there would be a tendency, can I just be, look, I'm just being honest, there would be a tendency, there's some people, as they get older, they get more grumpier. negative. They're, they're grumpy. They're, they, they, you know, I, I really, this, this, I don't know why this, started bugging me, but I was like, man, wow, Caleb, you're awesome, because I haven't given you the credit that you deserve. I was thinking, you know, Joshua's awesome, and we talk about Joshua, and we, you know, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and we, he's got his own song and everything. Caleb's just over here like, <laughs> nobody's talking about me. Hey, I'm the one that told everybody we could do it. Nobody believed me. Right. <coughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Everybody else is dead. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm good. And it could have been like, you know, and Joshua, you didn't even speak up. Now you're the boss? What? You know? God, hello. I'm the one that was standing for you. I was the one telling everybody we could do it. But he didn't have any negativity. He wasn't, he, he, he didn't get jealous of Joshua. He didn't have an issue with uh, the authority that God had placed in his life. And he said, look, uh, this, is, this is how it is, Joshua. He said, uh, when I went and I went to spy out the land, he said, I brought that word that, that was in my heart. And I told the people, everybody else said it was impossible. And he said, look at me. Look at me, Joshua. I'm as strong now as I was then. That's the power of positivity. You see, we can choose to live our lives in negativity and talk about all the stuff that didn't go right and wouldn't go right. Man, can you imagine? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I am not as positive as Caleb because if I was Caleb, I, you would have read about me more in the Scripture. I'm just telling you right now because Caleb would have had a falling out somewhere. You know, you'd have, you'd have read that in Scripture because they don't leave the bad parts out. But, you know, if, 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 if A.J. was Caleb, they'd have been like, and A.J. was, you know, up in Joshua's face saying no. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like 40 years he has to go, 45 years now, and, and he doesn't, you don't hear nothing from Caleb. And he's like, look, I'm as strong now as I was then. I'm still as positive now as I was then. There's something about being positive and knowing that God is able and knowing that you are in the hands of God and that whatever God wants to do, it's going to be okay. Amen? However God wants to do it, whatever timing God has, it's okay. Amen. And I'm not okay. I'm not. Because I was like, Caleb... How could you go so long and not say anything? How could you have such a good attitude? Like, we have a couple down Sundays, and I'm like, okay, God, come on, you know? You know, we get frustrated so easily, but Caleb had to learn how to be positive, and, and he, had, he had learned to be positive about everything. And, and I don't know, maybe Caleb had some bad days, and, and we don't read about it too much, but we, we go on through the Scripture, and we find that uh, Caleb says to 
Joshua in verse 12 of chapter 14, he says, Now therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakins were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. He had already been promised. Moses had already said, God's going to give it to you. It's it's yours. You, you just, you're going to have to take it, but it belongs to you. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance. And Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite unto this day because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Now, I began to look at this, and this last verse says, Then the land had rest from war. So, he goes up and he takes the land. He basically evicts everybody. Like, no, this is my house. This is my place. Uh, God gave it to me and you're going to have to leave. Now, I don't think he was that polite, but he was strong. He was ready for war. He, he knew what it was going to take. But I find this phrase that he wholly followed the Lord. And I think the key to positivity is wholly following the Lord. I think the reason that Caleb could be so positive and could just just take whatever came at him was he had learned the power of positivity is wholly following the Lord. We have to follow what God tells us to do. There was a lady this morning and she said, I I was driving down the road and I saw Vine Street. And I said, oh, that's a nice street. Vine Street sounds like a good street. And she said, so I, I turned over and went to the gas station and uh, didn't know why I was there. He said, I looked up from the gas station. I could see the church. Said, and I just kind of laughed and thought, okay, God, that's where you want me to go. And so she said, and I came here today and you really spoke to me. And, and, and I, so I told her, I said, keep on following the Lord. Keep on following the Lord. You, you know, there's going to be times where uh, you, you might not get it right or you may, may make a, a mistake or something may happen, but if you're wholly following the Lord, you're going to get right back on track. Amen. You, you might have a bad day or a bad week or, or you may have some bad times, but you just need to know, amen, if you will wholly follow the Lord, He will get you through and the strength that you have now, amen, will carry you through. That's why some people, amen, the older they get, the grumpier they get, but other people the older they get, the wiser they get. Amen? And the, the more fun they are to be around. Why? Because God has a, has a plan for each and every one of us. And if we will learn the power of positivity is wholly following the Lord, Amen. then anything is possible. Amen. It's kind of like this. You, you can have whatever it is you believe you can have. Henry Ford said it like this. He said, he said whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Now, I would change that a little bit because I could think, I could think that, well, you know, I think I could be an NBA star. Mm-mm. I can think I was, you know, made for uh, soccer, but no, that wouldn't be right. But here's what I have found out. Whether I think God can or I think He can't, that's what I get. If I think He can and I proclaim that He can and I'm positive and I'm I'm telling everybody, hey, God can do it. God can do it. Whatever you think God can, 
You're right. Amen. There's nothing that God can do. So whatever you think, if you if you can think it, He said, I can do more than you ask or think. So whatever you can think, whatever you can proclaim, you can have, amen, whatever it is that you say. Well, I wish I... I, I I'm not going to preach long. I'm, I'm finishing up. But Joshua said, you can have it. Caleb said way back when... Joshua never said anything. Caleb said it. He said, we can. We can. This is ours. And eventually, he received what he said. I wish, I'll just be honest with you, I wish God's timing was just a little bit different. I wish... I wish whenever I proclaim things, and God, we could do this. I know you can do it. I believe you could. I wish like the next week he would say, okay, let's kick that in the gear. But it seems like there's so much negativity in our world and even in the church today that we sometimes have to deal with the Caleb philosophy of, hey, God can do it. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I know He can. And the challenge for us sometimes is not just to be positive, but to be positive even though things around us don't get better while we're being positive. Well, I might as well. You know, Pastor, you just need to deal with with sin and deal with... um, you know, people's issues. Don't don't deal with this positivity, negativity stuff because that really just gets people on edge. That's right, because we all have a tendency to be negative. But here's what I'm 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 believing that God is trying to speak to us today. If we could ever get a the get a hold of the power of us being positive about what God is able to do and what God wants to do, God will do it. If we could ever just say, okay, God, doesn't matter when you do it, I just know you can. And I'm going to start praising you and thanking you because I know. I know that's what you want to do. If it's saving somebody, we know He wants to save people. So let's just start thanking Him in advance and say, hey, you know, so-and-so is going to be saved. Oh, they are? How do you know? Because it's not God's will that they perish. And I'm praying and praising in advance. And, and, and this marriage is going to put back get put back together. Why? Because God created marriage and He doesn't want husbands and wives to be apart. Amen. And, and, and there's all kinds of things. We know healing. Amen. is God's will. We know deliverance is His will. We understand these things. We know what God wants to do and sometimes I think we just need to proclaim it and we need to say, hey, everybody else, amen, listen to me. This is what God wants to do. He wants to save and He wants to deliver and He wants to heal and He wants to put things back together. God wants, He said, this is my church, amen. He said on the Revelation, I'm going to build my church on the rock. Amen. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And I wish somebody in this house would quit uh, coming to church and saying, well, I know it's." he said the gates of hell would prevail, but man, they are really having a day. Come on. Let, let's quit giving the devil so much credit. Amen. Let's quit giving him so much praise. Into what God can do. Why don't we look at Him and say, God, I know that you said in your word, this is what it says, and I'm claiming that promise today. Amen. What is it that you have today that you have a 
propensity to be negative about. Now you've got to preach to yourself. I've been preaching to you for the last few minutes, and now it's time for me to turn the mic to you. What is it? Some of y'all just looked at me real serious, like I just fall off my rocker or something. What is it that you have the tendency to be negative about? Is it about me? You, you better be positive about me. You better be positive. God, I know you can make him a good preacher. God, I know that you can do miraculous things. I know he stumbles on his words and sometimes he, he, he gets out of whack. But God, I know that you can help me have the best pastor ever. I hope that you'll be positive about me. Because even if you're negative, it ain't helping nobody. Right. But it's true, Pastor. It's true. That's fine. The more negative you are about the church, the more negative you are about the things of God, the more you help the devil. Well, so what good does it do if we give the devil credit? What good does it do if we open up the door? Doesn't the Scripture say neither give place to the devil? Why would we open up the door with negativity and say, okay, yeah, well, our church isn't the greatest here, and our church, isn't, and it's not so good there. And you know what? We got the best church. Amen. I don't know why some people don't want to come. This is the best church. Amen. And you guys have heard me say this before. This is nothing new. Somebody said to me, said, said, where's your church at? I said, if you throw a rock one way, you hit the biker bar. You throw another rock the other way, you hit the strip club. But that's okay, because this is where people meet Jesus. Amen. I love it. This is where this is where God has us. This is where He's placed us. And you know what? This is where God wants to grow His church. Amen. And I refuse to believe that there's any other reason that God would have us here than to grow a powerful church. Amen. We need to start talking about it. Thank God, you can do exceeding abundantly more than I can ask or think. So God, do what you want to do. Amen. Do what you want to do, God. Amen. Let's stand. And I, I just, I hope that today, amen, as we, as we close and we're thinking about what it is and we're preaching to ourselves, what it is that we are struggling with, you might have this, this thought in your mind this week. Yeah, that was good, Pastor, but you look, look, when you get that thought, you need to just say, I don't see it right now. It, it's maybe not happening or I don't see it happening right now, but is God able? He is able. Amen. Amen. So uh, this is how I've started handling things lately. You can ask my wife. This has kind of been my my deal lately. I say, I don't understand, but I know He's in control. I don't know how He's going to do it, but I know He's going to do it. I I don't see how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And there's sometimes you just have to you have to say that you have to preach to yourself. There is power in being positive. Yes. Amen. You're not being positive in your own abilities. You're being positive in His abilities. You're you're not taking stock in your own uh, uh, efficiency, but you're taking stock in His efficiency and what He wants to do. Yes. Amen. I wish somebody here today before you leave. I wish you would just declare something. You know, you've been struggling with some. I wish you just with your mouth. Amen. 
then I wish you would just open up your mouth and say some positive things about your situation. I wish maybe you'd come down to this altar and raise up your hand. And I wish instead of crying and, and, and oh God, what was me? I wish you'd just say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you're handling it right now. I know you're on the job, God. I know you've got this. Amen. Amen. So, whatever, whatever you feel to do. If you feel to pray right where you are, you want to come up here, that's fine. But whatever you do, I'm challenging everyone in this house today. Be positive. Be positive. I want you to say some positive things. Uh, if you have to get your Bible out and start reading some Scripture that speak to your situation, take God at His Word. His Word will work every time. Amen? If it's somebody in your life that you want to see say, speak life into their uh, situation right now. Whatever it is, but take time, amen, and be positive and let God speak through you today. There's nothing that God cannot do.